Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. Thank you once again for joining me for this, uh, what has been a labor of love. And uh, what uh, some of you may already know is something that's evolving and changing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to have you, you're going to have to go back and listen to the special Saturday episode. All the details will be there. And for those of you who do know, thank you for continuing to show up. Today, you're in for yet another treat. We were digging deep in the archives and we found some uh, special conversations that we had hidden. You know, Disney's always unlocking the vault So I suppose that's what we are doing in this episode. Uh, These are special conversations that we've had with fathers. And for the month of June, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to highlight these conversations and share them, just share them with you in their entirety. Um, Father's Day is in June. And so around here, we like to celebrate Father's Day month. And so, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there, father figures. Um, And when I say father figures, there are women who step into the father figure role. So, shout outs to you guys. The whole topic of fathers and fatherhoods is something that we're going to be digging deep in in future episodes. So, stick around, listen to the whole episode, and then let us know what you thought. Let us know if you have a father figure that deserves recognition. Personally, I feel I believe they all do. But um, leave us a review, leave us a note, and uh, let us know that uh, you are here. So, rather than ramble, I'm just gonna turn it over to this episode from I think it was three or four years ago that we did with a gentleman by the name of Perry Petitbull. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Dr. Mercier, and this week we're profiling fathers, but not just any fathers, black fathers, and not just black fathers, but fathers who are engaged in actively participating in the lives of their children and their family. You see, the reason for this is not just because it's Father's Day, but because popular opinion would have you believe that these types of fathers, black and brown fathers, are not involved, they're not around. But we're here to dispel that myth, and I'm going to prove it to you. With me now is Perry Petibo. How are you, man? Doing good, Doc. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me. Um, we're good friends. We're old friends. I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not afraid to say that. All right. Um, and you're a father. Yes, I am. How many kids? I have three and uh, one on the way. One on the way. Yeah. 
Seems a lot of dads have ones on the way these days. Oh yeah. Um, but good, blessings though. Good, oh yeah. Good stuff. Definitely. Um, boys, girls, ages. I have uh, two girls. Okay. One boy, and I'm hoping the one on the way is a boy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be praying for you. Oh, thank you. I need I'll be it. praying for you. Yeah. Um, what are what are their ages? Uh, Jada, which is uh, my oldest daughter, um, she's 13. Mm -hmm. And then we have Gabriel, she's five, uh, the second daughter. And then Joshua is the third, he's two years old. And uh, I'm hoping it's a boy that's okay. on the way. He's going to be September 1st. September 1st? Yeah. Okay, so you have some time to pray. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> good. It sounds like you've been a father for a while now. Yes. Okay. Um, and you say you have a 13 year old, I mean, you look like. You're 13 yourself. Well, I am a part of a blended family. So okay. I, you know, I have three, me and my wife have three kids, but I don't go around saying this is my stepdaughter or my stepson. I embrace them as my own. So when you hear me say that, you know, I, I look young, but I'm actually, you know, <laughs> a little up now. I'm not in that's, my 20s anymore. All right. That's yeah. all right. That's good. That's good. So tell me uh, about the blended family. I, and I, it's great to acknowledge um, all your kids as your own, but what was that experience like? Uh, to start off, it was um, a little uh, rough transition mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, uh, my, my oldest daughter, she's already of age, uh, came into her life when she was younger, but, you know, she has, which I'm glad she does have a, a relationship with her biological father. Okay. So, um, me coming into the picture, um, it's just like, okay, I'm not here to replace your dad. I'm here to come side by side with him and help raise you. So, um, on my end, you know, try not to overstep my boundaries, but mm -hmm. at the same time, not uh, treat her as a stepdaughter, but treat her as my very own. So... And then on her end, receiving me as her stepdad and not get the impression that I'm here to try to replace her dad. And so I imagine that took some time to develop yeah. that relationship. Yeah, definitely. Okay. A lot of patience. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. um, blended families can be interesting and some people, um, some children, some biological parents they don't help but it sounds like you guys have that figured out yeah yeah it, uh, me and my wife we uh, buckled down together and I'm glad that with my oldest daughter I'm able to have a cordial relationship with her dad mm. and we communicate and you know um, I show him respect and he shows me respect as well and I just made it clear to him that hey I'm not here to replace you but I am here to just stand side by side with you to help raise uh, a young lady into a responsible uh, woman one day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you have a unique experience in being a father in that you came into a relationship and so there was one child, but then you also had the typical experience for some where you have, you create your own. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about when you and your wife, um, you guys had your own, uh, your biological children. Well, um, I'm just glad that we were able to uh, mesh gears together with uh, Gabriel being my, my first um, child and my wife, she had um, two childs prior to us getting together. Okay. And so 
we were able to get that foundation straight. Um, you know, with the other biological parent, it's challenging at first, but within our household, that you know, we made sure everything was straight. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, my wife is not um, iffy, and she's reassured that I'm not going to show more love to our child that we bring into this world together over you know, the children that she had prior to me and okay. the, the daughter that I had prior to um, the uh, her children. Okay. So that's clear, that air is clear. And I genuinely love all my children the same. And mm -hmm. it, it makes it easier to bring a, a child of our own together into the world, knowing that there won't be uh, dabs on this one over the right, other, right. you know what I'm saying? So. And the kids, I'm assuming, see that. <laughs> yeah, they see it. Okay, how do you uh, show that? How do you make that clear to not just your wife, yeah. um, but, the, but the children? What are some, some things that you've done? Uh, one of the things that I always reiterate um, and bring to the children's attention, like, hey, we're one. I don't want you to identify each other as this is my stepbrother or this is my stepsister. Mm -hmm. Just say that's your brother and this is your sister. And what I do for one, I do it for all. Okay. If I can't do it for one, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, nobody getting done. <laughs> yeah, nobody getting done. Because it it um it it really diffuse. I try to diffuse that tension. Okay. Like, you know, this is mine. This is my dad. That's your mom. And you know, my dad loves me more. Mm. I always nip it in the book. Kids will do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hearing you talk about that, I imagine there are some dads who find that situation to be overwhelming yeah you know it can be very stressful um with the different obligations and the yeah. different requirements um to the point where some fathers just can't handle it they just kind of dip yeah you know um what i don't know if you were feeling stressed or, or overwhelmed at any point but what kept you uh well how are you different i guess is the question and to be honest, um, coming into the relationship, it's, you know, my baggage and my wife's baggage. And then, you know, that that's, that is one of the things that was packed in the baggage. Mm. So being taken on that role and responsibility as a, a stepfather and then uh, a, a new husband to my wife, it was a little overwhelming. And how I overcame that mm. was, course exercise and okay. but number one thing I, I always do till this day I feel that pressure rising mm -hmm. I get away and I spend some time with God oh nice so it's it's been prayer I, I can't take all the credit okay. Okay. I mean as much as I hit the gym one of my um, relieving that stress and um, that overwhelming weight is prayer nice. so I just spend some time in prayer the praying father I also have to attest uh, to the power of prayer, but not just prayer, but uh, a praying father. Yeah. So Perry, you've been a father now, how many years? Uh, in total, about six years. Six years now, okay. And one or two lessons that you've learned since becoming a father. I got a whole lot of lessons just, I learned. <laughs> well, okay, one or two. Yeah, I'll hit one or two. Definitely number one thing, um, I come to realize early, mm. really quick, that it's not about me anymore. And every decision that I make is based on 
the little ones that are in my life now. Mm. So I don't just make decisions off of instinct anymore. I, I think about it, and because every decision, there's a consequence that comes yeah. and follows yeah. with that mm -hmm. decision. So um, that's one one of the lessons I learned. Another lesson is um, just really taking on responsibility, making no excuses. Mm -hmm. Because you know I can't come home to my child, my my, my wife Darnisha and my children, okay. and say, man, daddy was tired today. I decided to just take off early. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? I just want to chill. No, even though I'm tired, I'm thinking about them. You know, clothes on their back, food on the table. Okay. Food is gonna it's a necessity. So right. They always hungry. I mean, that's like what six people in that <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I could, th those are one of the top two things, um, just being selfless mm -hmm. and also just uh, taking on responsibility and making no excuses. What do you hope that uh, your children take away from you as a father? The number one thing is establishing a personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Because all the success that they're going to come into they're never going to be complete or happy because money can't buy you happiness. It can't buy you health. But it can solve a lot of problems. It can solve a lot of problems, but there's some things money just can't buy. Right. So uh, uh, their own personal relationship with God, based mm -hmm. off of how they see me live my life, and also um, just just being accountable. Okay. Just being accountable. Um, you know, taking what's yours, owning up to it and making no excuses you know we all have the same opportunity i've heard this uh before i forgot the source uh but we all have 24 hours mm -hmm. so just using your time wisely while you're here on earth and making you know history yeah okay yeah that's a good way to put it if you had to say the most challenging aspect of being a dad for you um, maybe something you've ultimately overcame, or maybe you still struggle. But what would you say is the most challenging piece of being a dad? It's funny. Um, I was talking with my wife, Darnisha. <laughs> I am married. Hey, Darnisha. <laughs> hey, honey, this is for you. Um, one of the challenging things I sat there and I thought about it. Um, it's making time to spend with my children mm. in the midst of the busy schedule. Um, I'm, in, uh, I'm a barber stylist, an educator, and uh, a business owner as well. Mm -hmm. So my schedule gets a little hectic. But I know one thing, like, um, I can't buy time back. I can't redeem time that's right, lost. Right. So I changed my schedule, which it was challenging before because I was just focused. Like, I'm, I'm a, as a man, as a father, you want to provide. You want to grind. You grind it, man. <laughs> but I don't... I felt like I was starting to get lost in the grind mm -hmm. and I'm coming home and my children are already in bed mm. and that's time I can't no. can't take back no. No. you're saying something right there man so I, I can't relate to that I, I had to balance find that balance mm -hmm. and I know like God will bring funds a different way and I'm not saying, you know, drop my job and just spend time with my kids. Right, right. You won't be able either. to. Yeah. <laughs> so finding the balance uh -huh. with managing my time to, to, to spend my treatment has been a challenge, but I've been making adjustments and um, slowly overcoming that challenge. Tell me uh, about your experience 
um, growing up with your father? See, I, I'm gonna go back to the time thing uh -huh. because <laughs> my dad, I thank God for, for my parents. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they are Asian natives, they come from me. And my dad is, um, I don't know, you, you, you pretty should, you should know about how the Haitian men are in that culture. Well, I have an idea, but tell, tell oh, the people. Oh, yeah, tell yeah, yeah, people. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I'm, I'm Haitian, um, but I'm born in America. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm American Haitian, Haitian descent, Haitian American. Yeah. Haitian is in there. So. Oh, it is, ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so growing up with my dad, uh, he's uh, he has a very strong relationship with God, so very active in the church. But um, and then he worked very hard. I didn't have that quality time with my dad. Okay, he was present. Okay, but he was here, but not really here. Mm -hmm. He gave me everything that I need to become the man that I am today, and I'm grateful for that. But I wish he came to my games. Okay, I wish. He would have that man to man talk with me. I had to have the birds and the bee talk to my mom. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> some some men don't talk. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad, he wouldn't say I love you. Mm. You know, um, not that he didn't love me. Yeah, yeah. But it's just this macho man thing, like the words won't come out. No. But I've been saying to my dad as I've come into age as a, a, a young man, mm. Dad, I love you. We fell out at one time. Mm. Yeah, it, it got physical, and I it was something over something really small. Okay. But um, it, it, it we went like a few years, not on good terms. Mm. But I forgave him, and God restored that relationship. Nice. And I just I said, Dad, I love you. I love you. And then he'll start off this. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> me too. Oh man. And so finally, like this year, man, he said, I, I love you too. And I'm just like, wow, man, I'm 30 something. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna give you all But he finally said, I, I love you back, man. Wow. And, um, so you taught him something. <laughs> yeah. It so, don't hurt to say, I love you, man. No, no. It doesn't make you weak. Listen, I say the same thing. And so that experience with your dad now showed you what what you were missing is what you need to be given to your kids is what it sounds yeah. like. You know, I, I'm not uh, big on material things. I, me, I'm a, my love language is words of affirmation. Ah. And not hearing that from my dad, it was kind of tough. Okay. But having come into that knowledge and then practicing it with my children, mm. I'm like, man, I'm gonna sow that seed in my dad's life. And then now he's starting to open up and oh, man. give me those words of affirmation. Good shit, man. Good so, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, okay. You didn't give it to me, I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah. And then now you gotta give it back to me after a while. The love will give it back, it'll always come back. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so, new fathers, or soon to be new fathers, first time dads. If you had to give them any advice or information, what would you tell them? Um, it's uh, it's it's a common thing where, as parents, we want to give our children everything that we didn't get growing up, mm -hmm. and and sometimes it falls into that materialistic area where you didn't get Jordans when you were younger, so you're going to give your kids all the Jordans. Yeah, and it's nice, 
but our children need something greater than materialistic things. Something you gotta leave an inheritance for them. So my my advice to new fathers or um, soon-to-be fathers is the best thing you can do for your children is invest in them by giving them your time, your time, and because the materialistic things, things you can see, are temporary. Yeah. They come today and they go tomorrow. Yeah, you're preaching to somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you leave with them something that is tangible, but is is eternal, mm-hmm. and you know I'm gonna go back to God. That's all right, man. It's God. That's all right. You gotta give them that relationship with God because um, the hands of man will fail you. They're gonna run into disappointments. Mm-hmm. But if you teach them how to have a relationship with God, from a young age, I mean even from the womb. Mm. If a child can hear your voice from the womb, you know, you can teach them from there. They recognize your voice. Mm -hmm. So that's my advice, man. Invest into your children's lives um, with time. Give them your time. That's the best thing you give them is your time. Because um, growing up, they could never say that my dad wasn't there for me. Right. Right. And and that's that's what it is, man. Yeah, and in the end, that's what we really want. Yeah, it's been great talking to you, man. Man, it's been a pleasure being here. Feel like we can go on and on and on. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Thank you for being to do this, man. It's an honor for you, doctor. Oh, Jay. thank you, thank you. Man, I appreciate I, it. I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate it. I'm Dr. Mercier, and we've been talking with Perry Petibo. Yep. See you guys next time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was my conversation with Mr. Perry Petitbo. He is a professional barber, and not just any barber, but he's created some really neat products in the field of barbering. So if you want to find out more about him and get an update about Mr. Perry, you can go to his Instagram at wave underscore glider. That's Glider with a Y, G-L-Y-D-E-R. As always, I want to thank you for listening, for joining me again for this episode. Come back next week because we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to continue digging in the archives. We have several more conversations that we've pre-recorded. I can't guarantee that we will get through all of them, but we're going to do our best. Thank you, guys. Leave us a review. Drop us a comment, drop us a line, a critique, whatever you have, we're open to hear about it. Thank you. We appreciate you. And we look forward to having you join us again for another episode of the Couples Council. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard and we'll catch you on the next episode.